Buenos días, good morning, and this is Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and my co-host, my brother, my friend and partner, Tim Flirty. This is the talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truth of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. Well, good morning, and uh, this is Beyond the Walls. Thank you for joining us for another week. I am Tim Flaherty, your co-host with Pastor Israel Rodriguez. Muy buenos dias, Treasure Valley. God bless you all. And this week we have a, an incredible guest that's coming all the way from the island of Puerto Rico, Pastor Jorge Santiago. Hello, good morning, Pastor. Hello, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Jorge Santiago from Comarillo, Puerto Rico. And, you know, as, as we get into this next, this is going to be a three-week series that we're going to have Pastor Santiago with us from uh, one church in Comorillo. But as we start this off, you know, this relationship, this friendship really that we have now with Pastor Santiago began just in, in one moment that we had where Israel, Pastor Israel here, said to me, I want to go to Puerto Rico can you go with me to Puerto Rico? I'd like you to come with me. And of course I said yes, because I'm always up for a good vacation. I had no idea that it was not a vacation <laughs> when he asked me to go with him. Uh, but we had a fantastic time and it was a great missions trip and a scouting trip really, if you will. But what I have to ask, and this is, as you all know out in Radio Land, what our program starts off is a question of the week. And my question this week to Pastor Israel is, how do you choose where you're going to serve? How do you pick the, the, the mission field that you're going to serve in? And then also, Pastor Santiago, if you want, you can answer that question too. But go. Yes, personally, I feel that uh, I don't choose places. Places actually uh, choose me. And the way I say this is because you, you're always sensitive to what the Lord is doing in your life, what, is doing, what He's doing around you. And this particular season, this year that we started to pray for, for Puerto Rico and having a desire to go and visit and make a connection there, number one, we didn't know anybody there, okay? And uh, I heard uh, about Puerto Rico, and this is uh, part of, uh, even though it's a non-incorporated state, it's American territory, and this is one of the locations that I can go in the mission field. It's still waiting for my green card. But I started to pray for Puerto Rico. And uh, I got an invitation to go to this VBS, you know, kids event. So I have a desire. I'm praying for Puerto Rico. We go to this VBS at a, at a Baptist church in Cuna, Idaho. And I was asked to help with the video. So I put the video and guess what's the story for the entire whole week is Puerto Rico, Comerio, this church, and uh, Pastor Jorge Santiago and the ministry there and what's going on. So I say, wow. So this is a second shot. This is a second thought of Puerto Rico. So this is when you started thinking, is this where the Lord wants me to go? The next thing is like, well, he's the first person that I hear about. I'm going to pick up the phone and try to make a connection here and see what the Lord does and see where he takes us. And uh, it was uh, probably... A couple of years after that, that uh, I get to connect with you, and you ask me, what are you up to? And we talked about Puerto Rico and talked about this connection with Jorge, and uh, I just want to go and see it in person, even though we tried twice to go there, and it was canceled due to COVID. 
and then we had to put it on hold a year, hold the second year, and then we go for the third time. So always try the third time, even if you think it's not going to happen the first two times. And uh, this time, we didn't make any phone calls there. We say, let's get in the plane. Let's get actually there and then send a text. I remember you questioned, Tim, you know, I, I wish we were on TV so people could see your face. You know, I say, what are we going to do if we don't get an answer there? We would just go and walk around and go door to door and meet people and share the gospel with them. So that was the backup plan. But <laughs> uh, the Lord had everything orchestrated, hardly replied. So that is how Puerto Rico chose us. You know, it was one thought, one feeling. Then this video, then this connection, then the airfare deal that we got. It, it, it was a no-brainer. Mm. You know, so everything happened in place. So that you say, let's do it. All right. And with that, we'll be right back. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to the Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G. Dear Flat Church would like to invite you to a special Sunday service with Dr. Erwin Lutzer as our guest speaker. Dr. Lutzer is the pastor emeritus of Moody Church in Chicago and the host of the Running to Win, Moody Church Hour, and Songs of the Night radio programs. He is the author of several books and travels across the globe speaking at Bible conferences and seminars. Please make time to come by and hear from Dr. Erwin Lutzer Sunday, June 18th at both our 9 a.m. and 10.30 services at Deer Flat Church in Caldwell, Idaho. For more information about this event, please visit deerflat.org forward slash events. We hope to see you there. And we're back. And again, I just want to say a real quick thank you to our sponsors, the Estegos.org Community Warehouse. If you are a a pastor out there, or if you're a congregant out there, and you work in the ministry in your church, you volunteer in the ministry of your church, please get your church signed up to the Community Warehouse. There are so many resources that are available there, and we would love to meet you and share those with you. And so we're back again. It's Beyond the Walls. We got uh, Pastor uh, Jorge Santiago from the island of Puerto Rico we're here with Pastor Israel Rodriguez. And Pastor Santiago, I my question for you is tell us a little bit, you know, we're going to have you for three weeks, but this first few minutes, I want to just get an opportunity for our audience to to learn about you. Where you, you were born in San, you were born there in Puerto Rico. Tell us a little bit about your story. Where did you come from? How did you? How were you raised? Your family, and uh, and then we'll go from there. So I was born and raised in in, in Comarillo, Puerto Rico. Um, I grew up in a broken family without a dad, and uh, my mom she she was taking care of everything. It was just me, my mom, and and my other three brothers as well. I grew I grew up like any other kid, but in that time, uh, that journey, I also I got lost in drugs. And uh, I got so deep, lost in drugs to the point that my family couldn't deal with me anymore. Mm. They didn't know what to do with me. So they decided to send me uh, to live uh, to Washington, D.C. with a cousin that I had in that time in 2007. So that's how I ended up living in Washington, D.C. there. And how old were you, Pastor, when you moved from Puerto Rico to Washington, D.C.? I was 25 years old. Okay. And, and, you know, I think that's a story for so many people that can relate. You know, they have either themselves or a family member who has just, you know, gotten caught 
in that trap that you know the these substances they get you they get a hold of you and you know sometimes there's there's you know there's no way out except for going down right there's you got to bottom out and so you're living in uh washington dc and is there a moment in time in which you you your life changed how did you how did you get yourself out of um using drugs well, I have to say that the Lord was the one who started working me. Uh, everything started with my salvation, but I got too deep uh, to the point that I was I was facing a few, quite a few years in prison, and uh, I was doing some illegal stuff as well in the state of Washington D.C. And uh, that that was a situation that really brought you know called my attention that I was I was heading the wrong path, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I I prayed the Lord I. I I didn't know if the Lord existed, if God existed or not, because I never had experience with God before. But my grandma always <laughs> told me about that, that, that there was a God. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I ever needed him, uh, I could pray. And I remember that night praying to him and um, and asking him, you know, if he was real and if he was listening to me. And I promised him that if he freed my life from jail, I would serve him. I would give him my life and I would serve him forever. Wow. Two weeks after that, I got a notice from the lawyer and she say something happened in your case i don't know what happened but your case is dismissed i immediately knew that god was uh, that god heard my prayer and mm-hmm. and he did that so that's how i i commit my life to the lord wow and so then you did you serve in the church in uh in washington dc or was it at that moment that you decided you're going to move back to puerto rico to serve the church no, um, I, I started going into the church with, I had a girlfriend at that time, which is my current wife now. Mm-hmm, and uh, we, we were dating at that time. Yes. And uh, she, she was, she's always been a godly woman, a uh, woman from church. I was not, I don't know how she <laughs> put her eyes on me, but, you know, God used of her to drive me to the church. And mm-hmm. I started going to church with her and um, I gave my life to the Lord. And he started working on me in my rehabilitation as well. It was the first thing he did. You know, he helped me, you know, rehab, mm-hmm. drugs, abuse. And uh, and after that, you know, got married with my wife. And, and the Lord, you know, a few years after, the Lord called me back to my hometown to start a church and preach the, the gospel of salvation to my people. That's incredible. You know, I, I, I've met your wife and your and your children are both, they're beautiful. You know, all your family is so you know, incredibly special. And I think Israel would, it would, it would say the same thing that it seems to me that, that this journey that you've taken, it is the long way to be, but now you're a father and you're, and you're a husband and you're doing so much for your community there. But w- one thing I want to, I want to ask is in that time when you were, you know, you were just beginning your journey in, in the Lord did you, uh, was there a moment where you decided, did you go to Bible college or did you go to, to, did you get educated or how did you, how did you educate yourself in the Bible and in, and in the word of God? Well, I had to, I had to recognize that the church played a big role, uh, in my rehabilitation and my growth, uh, spiritual growth in my life. Um, because when I came to, uh, First Baptist Church of Grafton in, in Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia, they, they welcomed me. You know, they welcomed me, they loved me, and they taught me, you know, they plugged me into Bible study, 
and into different small groups that they had in the community and uh, also serving at the church. So um, I got in love with God's word and um, and I started, you know, learning a lot from my pastor and, and, and other people as well. So I was mentoring by my pastor and other people as well. And then in at some point, and it was in like 2017, the summer of 2017, you decided to move your wife and you and now did you have children yet at that point or because your boy your, your your kids are a little bit older right so they must have been young at that moment you moved to puerto rico that's right true. yes that's right 2017 is when we moved um, to puerto rico to start the church here in puerto rico but we were working with puerto rico since 2014 when mm -hmm. the lord called me yeah the lord called me in 2014 and that's when we start coming doing like mission trips to Comarillo, and uh, and it, it was not until 2017 when I moved to Comarillo with my family. Sebastian, my son, he was born in 2014, and my and my daughter 2017. She was like one years old when we moved to Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna um, take a quick break, but when we come back, what I'd like to hear, and I think what we're all very interested in is how were those first steps on the island when you committed yourself to uh, you know moving back to Puerto Rico and opening this church and and those those first those first steps that you took where you know you were this troublemaker your whole young life and you go off to uh, the the mainland, and then you come back, this changed man, you know, born again in Christ. I want to hear about that, and we'll be right back. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at astegas.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to astegas.org. And we're back. This is Beyond the Walls. We've got Pastor uh, Israel Rodriguez with us. And we've got Pastor Jorge Santiago all the way from Puerto Rico on the line. And we've been talking about his journey. And w Pastor, what I want to hear from you, if if you don't mind, is tell us about that, that, that final journey that you took from the mainland. You've got your family, you've got your son, you've got your daughter, you've got your wife. You've decided we're moving the family back to Puerto Rico. We're going to live in Camarillo. We're going to open this church. What was it like when you got off that plane that that last time and this was now home? What was what was that what were those first steps like? Well, I, I remember like yesterday, man. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, honestly, you know, I had so many ideas and I had so many strategies to start the church here in Puerto Rico. And honestly, when I when we arrived here into Puerto Rico, uh, it, it, it was like everything was wiped out from my mind. Mm. I, I had no ideas. I had no plan. I had no anything, man. And I and I just dedicated my life to pray. Dedicated my life to pray and asking the Lord for direction and how to start the church, where to start the church, and what time to start the church. And um, the Lord was kind of quiet, you know. He, you know, and I just kept praying and praying and praying and praying. And then we have Hurricane Maria. Hurricane Maria. That's what God uses to. You know, for us to start the church and sharing the, the good news of salvation and also the good works. But yeah, it, it was it was it was a big change for me. It was a big change for my wife and my kids as well. Coming from different culture, 
to Puerto Rico. And did you did you face any opposition at all? I mean, were there people who had known you as a young man who said, "Oh no, not not this guy. He's he's a troublemaker." Was that something that you faced, or did you have to overcome? Honestly, uh, Tim, I I was not concerned about that because uh, I, I I was a new creature. I was born again in mm. Christ. And and when I came here, you know, I have a lot of reaction from people that I, people that I stole from, people that I that I you know did so wrong, you know, mm. so bad things to them or to their family, you know, and they were surprised to see me, and 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 their words were like, you know, like you know what happened to you? It's 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 like I know I'm talking to you, I know you are Jorge, but at the same time I don't know you, mm. I don't know this person. And obviously, they were seeing the new creature, the new creation um, that that was, you know, born in Christ again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, Jorge. And uh, I'm hearing you say that uh, you flew back with your family to Puerto Rico, and Hurricane Maria had had just happened. And uh, I mean, you're going back to Comerio in a, in a place just tore down, and uh, you you have to rebuild both the physical houses and 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 yet share the gospel to to build you know this this house from the heart so the holy spirit could live within the people how was that whole shocking you know episode in your life with after the hurricane uh i, I think god prepared our hearts for that moment even before you know uh, that happened but it was it was very challenging for us uh spiritually and physically as well Um, because we, it was just me and my wife and our kids. We did not have a core group. Uh, we did not have any help from anybody. It was just me and my family and the Lord with us. And um, we just started serving the people, man. I remember when I was praying to the Lord, what should I do, Lord? How do I start a church? I remember opening the Bible and, and, and reading on Matthew 22 when he's talking to the Pharisee. And he said, well, you know, what is the greatest commandment? Talk, you know, love God with all your heart and your all your soul and all your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And to me, God was speaking to me through that. And I and I remember closing the Bible, going into my wife and, t- and telling my wife, God just spoke to me. And she say like, "What did he say?" I say, "Well, love God and love people." <laughs> and that's exactly what we started doing. You know, we started dedicating our life to the Lord on serving the people of Comerio. That's exactly what we started doing. What was the first service project that you did in that hurricane? You, re- you read, Matthew, you tell your wife, what was the first thing that you did and how did you fund it? How did you, t- first, what did you do? And then maybe secondly, how did you pay for it? Because I, 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 I as, a, as someone who does this kind of work, I'm always amazed at where the money comes from because <laughs> it never comes from where you think. It's always out of the blue, but I, I'd like to know that. Yeah, so, so one of the things that we did in the beginning was to assess assess our community and to know what what was the real need of our community that we could feel at that time and um and i remember like finding a place to watch yeah watching clothes was a whole day job you know mm-hmm. there was no power no water and you know you had to do it by hand so we went back in time to maybe 80 years back in time when people used to wash clothes by hand And um, and I remember that's our uh, that, that was our heart. We wanted to do like a put a buy a few watching machine and, and put it to serve into the community. We did not have money, and uh, we were just praying, praying, praying. And then our church, our sending church with all the churches and all the people, they they gathered an amount of money, 
and then send them to us. Uh, somebody flew from United States, from Virginia to Puerto Rico to bring that money because there was no internet, there was no bank, no nothing. So there was no way for us to get money. So they flew to Puerto Rico and brought us the money. And when we got the money, to me, it was a lot of money. You know, I was like, we don't need this much money. Mm -hmm. So we just kept a little portion for us, for our family, for gasoline and our um, personal needs. And the rest of the money, we just went and we purchased first three watching machines. Wow. I spent like almost two thousand dollars <laughs> at that time, and I had three watching machines in the in my garage, uh, right new in there. We didn't not have a generator to power the watching oh machine, gosh. and we start praying for a generator, <laughs> and um, we pray for a generator. And I remember my pastor told me, he called me and he said, "What is the brand of the generator you want? What is the capacity of the generator?" I gave him all the description, and we start praying for that. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That's exactly what we got. We got a Bristanto <laughs> generator. <laughs> we, and, and, the, and, the, and the capacity we were praying for, and that's the way God answered prayer. When our hearts is aligned with God's heart and is willing to do and to move in the direction that God wants us to go, man, he just opened the skies and we receive all the blessing, not for us, but to put it in service for the people. Yeah, I you know, I it's so incredible when you just get out of the way and let God do the work and it, f you know, for me seeing your church now because you you didn't have a church building when you first went there. You had to get a church building, right? No. Yeah. That's right. We so, didn't know how that. Yeah. So, well, and I'm I'm really excited about this. We're going to we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back and when we come back, we're going to finish up and then we'll see uh we'll hear all about Pastor Jorge's adventures being a, a pastor on the island of Puerto Rico uh, when we come back. Hey, this is Pastor Dave Magira from Deer Flat Church. If you're looking for a welcoming community where you can explore your faith or you want to deepen your relationship with God, come check us out in Caldwell, Idaho. Our Sunday worship services are at 9 a.m. and 1045, and you're going to love the setting. We sit out in the middle of farm ground. Our members at the church offer such guidance and friendship and support as you journey on your spiritual path. Find us online at dearflat.org or stop by for a visit today. Hey, this is the church, the perfect church for imperfect people. And we're back. And I just want to give pastors here a moment at the end of the episode. They're going to share a, f a few things and they're going to do it in Spanish and in English. It's going to be fantastic. Pastor? Hola, me escuchan a todos los que, a todos los radio oyentes que nos escuchan a través de, de esta sombra radales en esta mañana. To all those who are listening to this radio station this morning. Eh, lo más grandioso acerca de esta historia no, no, no fue el huracán ni las grandes cosas que sucedieron. The greatest thing about this story is you not know, the hurricane and every good thing that took place around it. Pero de, de la salvación que Dios me ofreció en Cristo Jesús. But the salvation that I found in Jesus Christ. Muy probablemente ahora mismo hay muchos como yo que piensan que no hay perdón para ti. Probably there are many out there who feel and who think that there is no forgiveness for them. Maybe you feel like if you pray to God, he's not going to listen to you. But I want to encourage you to pray this morning. Pray to God. Dios escuchó mi oración. Just as he heard my prayer. Yo fui un hombre muy malo. 
I was a very wicked, evil man. Y no I didn't deserve to be forgiven. Pero no se trata de mí. But it's not about me. Se trata de lo que Dios hizo por it is always about what God did for each one of us. Su palabra dice que él dio a su hijo Jesucristo. His word declares that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Para que todo aquel que en él cree no se pierda, mas tenga vida eterna. For whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Eso significa que Dios envió a su hijo por ti y por mis personas que no teníamos esperanza. That means that God sent his only begotten son for people such like you and me, people without a destiny. Y en él encontramos eh, salvación y la esperanza. And only in him and through him we find salvation and hope. So como en aquel momento yo oré a Dios. Just as I siempre, prayed at that moment. Yo te animo a que tú también en este momento cierres tus ojos y ores al Señor. I want to encourage you to take this time right now wherever you are. If you can close your eyes. If not, pray with me now. Y órale al Señor pidiendo que perdone tus pecados. Ask him to forgive you from your sins. Padre. Father, gracias te damos por este momento. We thank you for this time. Gracias te damos por todos los que nos están escuchando. We thank you for all those who are listening to us this morning. Te pedimos en el nombre de Jesús. And we ask of you in the name of Jesus. Que tú toques los corazones, Señor, y mire las oraciones de aquellos, Señor. We ask no of you that you may touch the hearts of those who are praying and you may touch those who have no hope. Que tu perdón, Señor, sea sobre sus vidas y su conciencia. And let your forgiveness fall upon their life and their conscience. Y sean ellos revestidos con la justicia de Cristo Jesús. And let them be clothed with the justice and righteousness of God. Para la gloria de tu nombre. For the glory of your name. Escucha sus oraciones. Listen to the prayer. En el nombre de Jesús. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And we'll see you next week.